Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to They Talk A Good Game, your favorite rugby league podcast, probably. Uh, it's a less, a less cheery one this morning. Um, obviously, the last week in rugby league has been... One of the sadder ones, especially one of the sadder ones that we've experienced while doing this podcast, uh, it will come as no surprise to hear that during the week, um, uh, Paul Green, former Cowboys premiership winning coach, uh, as well as a champion player himself, uh, tragically passed away. Um, and it would be remiss of us not to at least acknowledge it here on the podcast, not that not that we are uh, at all qualified or able to kind of break down uh, the circumstances around uh, around what's happened. All we can do is pay tribute to uh, the guy that we knew as the the first man to bring North Queensland an NRL premiership, which is a legacy that he'll hold forever. Uh, my name's Lockie Pringle. Joined as ever by the wonderful Harvey. Hello, Harvey. Hello, yes, uh, well said. It is a sad week for rugby league. Um, the whole community's lost a great character, a great statesman of the game who's brought so much to so many different communities throughout his playing and coaching career. Um, obviously, highly successful. He, he reached the peak um, and it's just an utter tragedy what's sort of unfolded over the last week and it's I'm sure impacted everyone across the game in, in different ways and to different extents. Um, but yeah. ultimately it's, it's a really, really sad moment in time. Um, he did himself proud throughout his commitment to the game, his love to the game. And it's a big loss for the whole rugby league world. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a massive shock. I was, Completely shocked when saw the news came through uh, just last week, and I think uh, I think the NRL did really well over the weekend, having the minute silence before every game uh, in yep. honor. Um, I think yeah, a bunch of the former Cowboys guys have been dealing it, dealing with it with their own way. I think they were all pretty close to Paul Green. Saw Jonathan Thurston the other night come out, and it was. You know, sort of moved to tears a little bit around the whole thing, uh, as well as now Tigers captain James Tamo. Uh, all those guys who were part of that 2015 team, I think, there's a bond that you build with your your premiership winning coach, and um, for that to happen so soon, to think he was coaching Queensland uh, not long ago, it's no. pretty crazy. But uh, oh well, uh, we we uh. We we must uh, I guess move on and 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 get get back to the silliness that this podcast is all about. That's right. Uh, we just wanted to put that put that at the start. Um, a little 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 tribute to to the great man Paul Green. All right. Uh, let's 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 
let's talk about footy that happened throughout the week. Let's talk about what's gone on. Uh, let's talk about something that still not something that we're qualified to talk about, really. But <laughs> but it is something that we that we have been doing for the last couple of years. So we I feel like we're more in our in our zone. Uh, NRL football, Harvey. Um, That's it. One of the biggest talking points that I wouldn't mind starting with over the weekend yep. is that Cameron Seraldo, the most talked about assistant coach in the last two years at an RL level, is going to be a head coach. He already knocked back the Tigers earlier and he's ended up settling, in quotation marks, uh, for a star-studded 2023 Bulldogs lineup. Uh, and he's signed for five years as well. It's a huge call. It's a huge call. Obviously, he's got that um, working relationship with, with Gouldy at the, at the Bulldogs with yep. his time at Penrith. And yes. I think for any coach, even if you were getting, you know, a premiership winning coach to come in for five years, it's a massive commitment huge. by the club. And I think there's probably, you'd probably only say Robertson, Robinson and Bellamy would be fairly deserving, you know, reasonably yeah. offered and deserving of a contract of that length. So it's a massive call. Um, they're obviously on a big long-term plan here. They, they've been building their roster for the sort of 2023 season and beyond for some time now. And now they feel like they've got the coach that can get the best out of them. Mm. Yeah. I'm uh, not, I, I've got doubts. I've got, I've got major doubts. I mean, untested untried five years after what happened with Trent Barrett I just I don't know why you'd go for that long and um uh he yeah I mean you know Trent Barrett looked like an amazing assistant coach when he was there at Penrith and yeah. so you've just got another Penrith assistant coach uh I just I don't I don't get the hype that builds around I guess from Soraldo's point of view is he obviously has been highly sought after that must come with, you know, obvious reasons from the footballing world to value him so highly. Yeah. And if he thinks he's ready to step up into a head coaching position of the clubs that seem are like available at the moment, being Warriors previously, the Tigers and Bulldogs, the Bulldogs are the most attractive club yeah. at this point in time. Absolutely. So he's got his sort of, if he thinks he's ready, he's in the best place to make that step up. Um, I just think they've got to put in some experience around him. Obviously, Gould is going to have a fairly, you'd hope, fairly defined role. He's going to be have known what he was looking for, and maybe he does just want sort of a match day coach, someone mm. like Soraldo who can just focus on sort of match day tactics and even stuff like selection and roster management. It might be a shared role or something that Gould takes. Um, more think, involvement. I think in. Gould, no matter what, Gould will have heavy involvement because he is Phil Gould. He doesn't come without involvement. He he doesn't take a back seat. But yeah, uh, yeah it, there is that element, I think, yeah, for Gould to to go for a rookie coach. I think he, he knows what he's doing. He, he's he's had headbutts in the past with coaches who who I guess maybe have a bit, who want a bit more control of the whole thing. Yeah. So I think he's definitely... After someone who will buy in to what to what Gould overall kind of wants to achieve at the club for sure. I've heard I've heard, think- heard rumors that Madge is being looked at as an assistant for Seraldo. 
Yeah, I saw this. I saw him and Flanagan being talked about Oof. as sort of experienced. A couple premiership winning coaches on either side of you. Yeah, well, I'm not sure whether they'll go for both, but I yeah. certainly think getting an experienced head in there that's been there, done that. Um, All I need is, is that is Mick Potter has to stay, okay? This guy yeah. needs, needs to get the credit that he deserves for the back end of this year. Mick, Mick Potter needs to be in there somewhere. I know he didn't even want the head coaching role, so he's not been betrayed or anything like that, but... but He's got to be in there. He deserves a yeah, pay rise. He's shown his he, deserves, he needs a needs a pay rise or something. Yeah, absolutely. So it's nice for them to have that settled midway through the year. They'll get into preseason and they can sort of make any tweaks to their roster, knowing who their head coach is going to be. And I'm, I, th- I still think if they struggle in the opening six months, first year that five-year deal is going to look pretty silly pretty soon. Yes. If they end up making the top eight and show signs of being, you know, a top four contender or being able to, you know, take it all the way with some of the premiership favourites, then I think we'll be talking a bit differently. Absolutely. But at the moment, the risk is pretty high. The risk is pretty high, but yep, good luck to him, I guess. You know, you got to wish a first-time head coach good luck and... And I guess the Bulldogs have been going pretty poor for a lot of years now. So you you, you want to see them do well, despite the fact that they're going to have a star-studded lineup and uh, still hold a bit of a grudge against Seraldo for turning his back on the Tigers. Not that I even wanted him. Not that I was... I wasn't even a fan of the Tigers being like publicly just like, Seraldo's our man. I'm like, what, what, yeah. who is he? Is he Wayne Bennett? Who is he? What are you talking about? I'm like, you only would go that public if it's like some huge name. The fact that we're doing that for the Panthers assistant coach, I was like, well, that's silly. And then yeah, it just makes agreed. us look even more desperate and pathetic when he turns us down. Uh, yeah. Anyways, not that, not that I know anything about how to run a football <laughs> club, but it would appear that neither do they. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, another talking point, Harvey, this is uh, more of a negative one for you. Uh, the... The Manly Seagulls are winless since Rainbow Gate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you know, you thought maybe, you know, you should, should get the win this week regardless of whatever sort of whatever's going on in the team culture or what's happening. But uh, come up against the, the bottom ladder Gold Coast Titans and mm. they ran away with it. <laughs> they did. Yeah, we, we didn't aim up. It's... Um I mean, our, our season is mathematically done now. And I saw a great sort of online quip that all that Manly's got left to play for now is pride for the rest of the season. <laughs> so I wonder whether the, the Manly seven will end up making the team list, um, given what's at stake. But I think the fallout from um, that week is yeah, coming to light now. I'm not sure that the level of trust and commitment between the playing group is the same as it was throughout preseason and the early part of the year. Yeah, I, st- I think I think there's going to be notable um, change throughout the off season, and it's going to take some incredible sort of man management skills to get the culture right for next year, because I think in a way you've You've either got to put the team together again and say we 
like sort of forget about it where when we the club acknowledges sort of the mistakes and the way that it was handled but i don't think that's enough to galvanize the squad it's really tricky think- it's really tricky because like you know the coaches and management and all that can do all all that they want but i feel i i feel this is an assumption but i feel that there's trust that's been lost between the specific players yeah and that's not saying that can be won back over by the coaches going, let's come together, let's forget about it, you know. Exactly. So it's a really tricky little sitch because it's like you can't just get rid of seven players. You can't just sort of identif- easily identify who is distrusting of who and, and sort of separate them like they're kids at primary school or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think it's, that it's just got to be a clean slate next year. I think I'd be surprised if we win again for the for the remainder of the year. Like, I think mm. we are just going to struggle badly, um, mm. and I think there naturally is going to be a bit of change in the side anyway. With foreign moving on, Schuster coming to the halves. Um, there's a second row spot that's either going to go to Benny Trebojevic or to Alangi coming from the Tigers. Mm. Um, and Marty Tapao will be heading off. So there's a fair bit of natural change anyway so i think the only way that the club moves past it is by saying right go take your time away when we come back we're focused on 2023 that's it 2022 is gone we're moving on clean slate and you kind of hope that it doesn't raise its ugly head again throughout the season because yeah i think that lack of trust that lack of commitment um between the players is ultimately what's what's lost yeah. Um, us the last couple of games and fair play to the Titans. They aimed up, they played well. Um, they have the talent in that squad. You know, it's been there all year. They just haven't been able to demonstrate it and show it consistently. Um, for feeder, just did, had one, had one of those games where he, he didn't did. do much and then he got the ball in his hands a couple of times and he just turns the magic on and. Yeah, it just stole the show, really. Um, the sort of player that he is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, we were unfortunate, but we got ourselves to blame at the end of the day, and it's it's going to be a sad end to the year. Yeah, um, a sad little end to the year for this podcast in general. Um, <laughs> final question: Melbourne Storm, are they mm. back? Are they back in the Premiership hunt? Um. I I don't think they were ever truly out of the Premiership hunt, but I do think they are like most good teams. And I'd say the Roosters are another side that do this so well as they peak for finals. Mm. And it doesn't matter what uh, stumbling blocks they run into throughout the season, by the time finals come around, they're playing their best footy. And yeah. I think that's what Bellamy and Robinson have worked out so well over their, their years of coaching is... You don't need to be playing your best footy round one or round 10 yeah. or round 20. You need to be playing your best footy at the end of the year. Both both and those two teams, Storm and Roosters, are on a charge towards finals. And honestly, imagine if we saw a Storm v. Roosters grand final this year. After everything, we ended up with that same two teams. Yeah, I mean, it would be remarkable. and I, th- I think it would be some of their best coaching years, um, given the... I think they've had more dominant years overall throughout the season, but the turnaround that they've produced mm. in both clubs with some of the 
you know, injuries and whatnot that they faced. Um, yeah. I'd say in the Storm's case with the, this result over the weekend, Penrith are, are not the same team without Cleary and Luai. They're, they're, and even um, Dylan Edwards was out for this week as well. So I think they were missing key players in key positions and it shows. Mm. Whereas the Roosters win over the Cowboys, I think it's more impressive. And yeah, I think the Cowboys need that momentum heading into finals to be premiership threats. Yeah. Whereas the Roosters and Penrith and the Storm, they can just beat anyone on their day if if they turn up. That's true. That's it. Wowzers, uh, only only a few rounds to go and it's getting a bit exciting. Can't bloody wait. So exciting. Let's uh let's 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 jump into some fantasy and tipping champs of the week after this little ad break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, we're back from the little ad break. Who knows? It could have been a big one. I don't know how long <laughs> it's been since you've heard our voice, but uh, however long it's been, hi. Hello. Welcome um, back. <laughs> Let's let's congratulate some people. Let's do it. Uh, fantasy coach of the week, Ben T. Coached Ben Trebovich, Ben Thewlis. I'm uh, gonna say, oh, our boy Thewlis, coaching name. Yeah, a score of a thousand and seventy-six. Oh, done excellently well. A few scores over a thousand. He's sitting about fifth in our overall league. Okay, similar and to Melbourne in the NRL. He's pulling a Melbourne type charge towards finals. That's it. That's wow. it. Um, but the ladder leader remains Cooper German, coaching Joe is the goat. And he sits at 572nd overall. Don't even want to hear about it. Don't even want to hear about Come it. Come on. We, 72 week, places to made. I, all I remember is that last week we specifically said to Coop, we said, just stay in the 500, please. And he can't yeah. even, we said, please. And he can't even, can't even do that. That's it. We use our manners and everything. Unbelievable. <laughs> What about the tipping, Harvey? The tipping, Eshe Jr. tips the name. Um, Josh Walker getting seven out of eight with a margin of nine. There was only one other coach to get um, seven out of eight, and that is Sack Madge. Um, <laughs> but a smaller margin for Josh Walker proves that he's the better tipster this week. He Climbing up the ladder, 
In terms of the overall ladder, we haven't paid too much attention to the tipping um, no, league. No, But Jackson James, tipping name, the cheese is on his way, is four tips ahead of second place. Wow. John Nolan. Wow. Nolsey. So wow. with only, what was it, three rounds three to rounds go in to the go. regular season, yeah, oh, there that's... is four tips, which... Could go, you know, it's make upable, but remember, a, full, some- a perfect round is a ten pointer. So if someone gets seven and you get eight, then you get three more points than them. I think it may even be more because if you've done your tips for this week, we are tipping for the women's NRL as wow. well. Wow, there's so much Which, ground to make up. That is right. Wow, that's amazing. So there are, I believe, twelve games. Wow. This no, weekend. No, 11. There's only three women's games. <laughs> Harvey's counting seven, in his head. Eight, nine, Live ten, counting, ladies 11, and gentlemen. 11, you are right. There's 11 only, games. There's only six women's teams. So, so I'm not sure if you get 11 out of 11, do you get 13 points? That would be incredible. Two, two bonus? Not sure. Who knows? There's more tips. There's wow. more ground to make up. There's more ground to lose. Wow. So it's going to be... Wow. An intense end to the tipping comp. Gosh, I hope Make that sure Jackson James knows his knows his women's footy. That's right. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a close one, but Jackson James is the front runner as it stands. Shall we do some predictions league, Harvey? I think we should. All right. Well, then on this week we will. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> predictions league. Yes. Uh, favorite one of one of our favorite little games that we've got going on the show. Uh, each week, us and our lovely Patreon members are submitting just anything that could happen on the weekend, and then uh, the fans vote for how likely it is based on how likely it is, how many points the prediction becomes worth. If it comes off, that's how much they earn. Wonderful, wonderful game. Um, big news, big shakeup in predictions league. Only Ooh. one, only one player got their prediction correct this week, mm-hmm. but it was. Our Patreon member Nikki, who Ooh. was who was sitting in fourth place, yeah, but her prediction was worth six points. Whoa! And she's now s- stormed up to second. Uh, so this, this second is, place, second place. This this is where we're at. So her, Nikki's prediction was that Storm would defeat the Panthers by ten plus. That was deemed to be worth six. Points. Good prediction. Good yeah. prediction. Um, she stormed from 13 total points to 19. So she's pretty much, you know, added a thir- added half of her score in one week. And then... Well, that's it. That's the beauty of predictions. Like. Now sits only three points behind our ladder leader, Tim, on 22. Whoa. So Tim said that Warriors v Bulldogs would be decided by two points or less. Incorrect. Harvey, me and you are now equal third. We were equal second, but now that Nikki's overtaken us, we're equal third. Damn. On 15 points, we both are. You said that there will be no winning margins in single figures, and my gosh, you were that close. Only one game. Only yes, one game. Just the Raiders and the, the Raiders. Dragons that went down to a nail-biter, and the rest of it, I was bang on. How many it, points was that worth? That was worth six. Oh. You would have been... Still second. You wouldn't have quite overtaken Tim, but you'd be one yeah. point behind. Um, my prediction. 
also came undone by just one match. I said four home teams to win, four away teams to win. And heading into Manly v Titans, I was feeling pretty good because I needed, I had four home teams that had won and three away teams that had won. And I was like, well, Manly are the away team and they should beat the Titans. So yeah. I should be getting my four and four. And then the Titans won and uh, Manly have cost me. So unbelievable. Um, and then finally, Marina on our Patreon, who is sitting last on 12 points, said all of the first try scorers from round 21 will score a try in round 22. That's, mm. that's a creative and bold prediction, I must say. Yeah, love it. The only first try scorer from round 21 that scored at all in round 22 was Josh Adokar. So, oh. so unlucky, unlucky there. Did not come off. But that's why we play the beautiful game, because it means that we can pick ourselves up and go again. Uh, Harvey, yes. what's your prediction this week? I wasn't, just then it sounded like I was trying to remember your name. I was just deciding in my <laughs> head, I was like, who should do, who should go first? And I was like- Well, do you want to go first? I'll, I don't mind. I've got- I'll go first. Go, go, go. Okay. Across all NRL and NRLW matches this week. Yes. There'll be 250 plus points total scored. So 11 games, you reckon there'll be just over 20 points scored in each game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Don't, don't put it like that. Across all matches, yeah. 250 plus points scored. What I'm trying to do uh, here is I'm trying to... This is this is just a little bit of info for anyone who is actually listening to the podcast, but there are a lot of people who, who vote on our Instagram who don't listen to the podcast. Yes. I'm just trying to make it seem more bold. I'm trying to seem like I've got a more bold prediction than I do so I can potentially mm-hmm. earn some points and maybe get it right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's uh that's good strategy there because Thanks. You can make it all up. With one bold prediction or one seemingly bold prediction, you can catapult yourself to the top of the ladder. That's exactly what I plan on doing here. Could be controversial. I'm, uh, no, I don't think it's controversial. People I might see right through my sussing bullshit. Out the game. People might see right through my bullshit and give me no points. So who knows? Maybe, maybe. Anyways, what's your prediction? I'm looking at the Cowboys game and the Roosters game. And I think that both those teams will win. And they will have a combined margin of 60 points. Wow. Cowboys so, against the Warriors and Roosters yes. against the Tigers. Oh, you've got this easy. Um, combined winning margin of 60 points. I think Roosters are going to put 50 on the Tigers. So you only need Cowboys to, to win by 10 or more. Um, <laughs> to win by a combined margin of 60 plus. Is that what you're That's saying? it. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Wowzers. Well, get to the Instagram at They Talk A Good Game. Make your votes. See whether you can, you know, vote your way through my my trickery this week. <laughs> <laughs> to tag your awards, just to round out another wonderful episode as we lead into finals. We are collecting nominations. We are, it's really ramping up. We are putting forward more categories each and every week and we are putting forward our nominees and then we put it to you, the fans, on our Instagram to put forward 
your nominees. Um, That's right. This week we got a few fun awards. We got Ford Pack of the Year. Last week we did Backline of the Year, so we're doing yep. Ford Pack this week. We've got a new award, the Best Positional Switch. Now, you might be going, but you've already got Best Out of Position Performance. No. Best Out of Position Performance is for a one, two, maybe three game fill-in for someone uh, in, in not the position that you've been playing for most yes. of the year in just like a fill-in role that's gone really well. Positional switch, we're talking long-term positional switch for the sake of the team uh, in a position that is not their sort of number one, what they what you would have thought of heading into this year as their number one position. Uh, and there's obviously opens the door to a lot more players if this award was in in play last year then you know matt burton must be kicking himself that this position wasn't this this category wasn't in play last year because we were like we made a big thing we were like no he can't win best out of position performance because he's playing there all year that's right i think a few players who have spent quite a bit of time in a uh in a different position this year might be licking their lips ready to ready to win an award deserve their recognition Yep, another award we've got is Best Combo, returning from last year, of course. Um, and then we've got Best Character, fan favourite from last year. Awesome. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the Ford Pack. All right. Let's start Good with the choice. Ford Pack. Um, let's dive in. You ready? Three, two, one. Cowboys. Cowboys. Wow. 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 I think the got the most depth and I think they've just got the most I think they just have the best forward pack at the moment this year yeah if you look at the, some of the, the players that have come through recently and, and Nanai Gilbert Ruben Cotter mm. all stood up and had massive years and then Tamalolo's also just had a massive year as well Tamalolo McLean and mm. Hess have had some of their better years yeah given that they were really strong when they were a bit younger but they've come back and found their form um, even players like Mitch Dunn who's Injured and Lukey, who both two young guys, that, um, yeah, facing long-term injuries, unfortunately, but played a big part earlier on in the year. All round, they're they're just exceptionally strong, and with Luciano Leilua adding to that mid-season, yeah, it's it's a massive pack, and I think it's thoroughly deserved. Um, I also think some of the the other sort of top teams, their forward pack isn't necessarily their strongest point in the side mm. or hasn't quite been living up to the, the hype or, of what their best or career best form is. Looking yeah. at teams like the Storm, even Penrith, Rabbitohs have a good forward pack, but I don't think that they're playing as well as they did last year. And I think the, the Cowboys consistently lay, lay the platform each and every week. Couldn't say it better myself. We do need to put forward two nominations, though. So did you have a second choice? I've got a second choice that we can both Oh, I did not have a second choice in this category. Well, then I'm just going to put forward my second choice because it looks like they're getting the other nominee spot. Mm -hmm. Um, Putting forward the Broncos. I think that for the first time in a long time, you can look at the Broncos as a whole pack and not just as Payne Haas. And he's finally got the support around him to... He's not a one-man forward pack in a way. I think Patrick Carrigan's had a huge year at lock. He's, he's exactly what Broncos have needed at lock, like someone to just a leader in the forward pack, you know, someone who can really just be a good balance between, you know, the rest of the side and a player like Payne Haas. And then you've got Jordan Rickey yeah. in there in the second row. You've got some good youth kind of coming through that 
Kurt Capewell as well. Kurt been Capewell, a great addition. excellent addition. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think it's just finally there's there's a bit of balance in that forward pack, and you know I, you almost would have given it to Broncos anyway, just even if they just had Payne Haas. Yeah, but now they've actually got other players around him, so I think that's yeah, and good. it absolutely like makes Haas a better player as well. When he's got that one-two punch, when he's got those support runners, when he's not doing as much work in defense because he's got. Yeah, other big bodies around him. Um, it makes him more lethal when he does get his hands on the ball. So, yeah, fair shout. Cowboys, Broncos, Queensland sides look to have their forward packs pretty well sorted. They were our two nominees for most improved team as well. So what does that say? Get yourself a good forward pack and you could be on the improve. <laughs> yeah. That's what it takes. Um, you know, they say the forwards or the halfbacks are always crediting the forwards. I, I don't think they're making it up. I think it might have something to do with winning football matches. Um, all right. Maybe so. Now, for the first time ever, Harvey, we're going to be nominating players for best positional switch. New award, yes. brand new award, new award. Exciting. I've got. Oh, my my award is or my nomination. I'm yep. not going to say their name, well, but I'm willing <laughs> willing to debate it because I'm not sure whether it fully qualifies. <laughs> so, all right. I, have my, I have my backup, but I'll explain my thinking more post okay. announcement. Well, well, let's hear your announcement. Let's hear it. Nico Hines. Ooh. I'm not sure whether he was viewed as an out-on-out five uh, halfback at the Storm. Mm. I think maybe 5'8", maybe fullback. It was a utility. You know and I don't I... know where his best position was, but I know he was signed as a halfback and they were going to give him, they were always going to give him the number seven when he signed the contract and they, they were pretty public about that. So yeah. I don't think he made a switch at the club and he was signed for that role, which is where my doubts come in about the eligibility yeah. for this award. But previously in his career, I don't think he's been a recognized halfback. That is true. That's a gray area. I, you know, I'm all for cre- giving credit where it's due. And on this occasion, you're giving Nico Hines credit where I, it is absolutely due so i i don't want to get into too much of the nitty-gritty you know i feel like it, he fits the spirit of the award you know i don't care about all this sort of red tape and sort of cool details in in like you know uh, whatever I, I think he fits the spirit of the award and i think that's fair well then he is my nomination there you go i'm giving my nomination to a player who sits on a different side of the ladder uh i wouldn't say that this positional switch is turned his club around completely but I think it has sparked a new life into this particular player's game Mm -hmm. from the Bulldogs Jake Avarillo making the switch to fullback I think that he's a player who for the last few years has carried a lot of weight on his shoulders at the Bulldogs as they've gone through all of this crap He's not known where his position is. Coaches haven't known where his position is. He's been at one point the halfback of this team. At one point, the cent- like in the centres, they thought maybe yeah. he's a centre. Um, but it's only this year now that you know having sort of establishing Burton and Flanagan in the halves, and then putting him back at fullback. It seems that it just gave him the freedom that he had at centre while giving him still that spine playmaking ability. Yeah, he gets time on the ball. So I think it was just the perfect combination and I think it was a very smart move from, I think it was Mick Potter who made that move, not Jim Barrett. So excellent tactic from from Mick Potter. It's it's as much his award as it is Jake Avarillo's. 
For sure. And he's a player that, with so many coaches having seen the talent that he has, like he's clearly a great footy player, but in a struggling side, it's hard to cement your position and showcase what you've got. Yeah. But the fact that he's been so resilient, played in lots of different positions, it's great to see him get sort of have a bit of a breakthrough in that spine role and be, be really dominant in that position. Yeah, I think um, that all of a sudden, you know, going into 2023, I think that that's likely where he'll stay. And I think that, yeah, they're not necessarily looking at fullbacks to to sign or replace that position. I think that he's done well enough this year that he's sort of earned the first shot at that jersey for next year. For sure. Just want to give a couple of shout-outs to some favourites that didn't make our nominations, but Talakai moving into the centres at the Sharks. Yeah, he's obviously, he's, it's, you know, yeah, that's the thing. It's almost, Talakai's almost the player that this award got brought in based on. Uh, yeah. But just his, his back end of the year hasn't been as strong as his, as when he first got moved there. I think it was more the element of shock that you had a guy as big as himself in the centre early in the year. And I think he's starting to be a little bit found out. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I'd also like to recognise Val Holmes. Oh, yeah. the centres. Yeah. Previously yeah, yeah. fullback winger. That's true. But I think he's sort of victim to one being in a star-studded team that's really, you know, has so many highlight players and X-Factor players in there. And also he's just found a bit of rhythm and he just plays consistently every week. Mm. He's not stealing the show. He's not getting the headlines. But I think it's been a successful move. So if the fans want to nominate him, I would, would not complain either. <laughs> Go on. Do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on, let's let's nominate players for uh, best combo, maybe. We can end with Good the ideas. fun one. End with the fun best character. We'll, we'll keep it on, you know, serious footy chat for now. <laughs> um, best combo. So, yeah, obviously... This what I like about this award. It's sort of it's sort of like a um because we've got best forward pack, best spine, best backline, but best combo can be any any two or three players that are in any positions. You know, you can have a half back and a prop. You can have a yeah. a winger and a and a five eight. You know, you can have all these different sort of things. Just two players that you feel when they come together, good things happen. Uh. Do you have an out and out I'll, favorite here? Because I'm I'm tossing and turning between okay. a few. That's good because I'll go first then because I've only got one. Yeah. So then if, right. I, if I say one of yours, you can go with one of the others. I will. For yeah. me, it's been Sam Walker and Joey Manu, uh, mm. and, and and I like it. I like it because it's a combo that that wor- has worked no matter where they are playing. Like yeah. they've had good combinations when they're both in the halves. When Manu's at center and Walker's at 58 it it they find each other there too they're just two guys who are you know who clearly i think i assume must get on off the field and i think look for it <laughs> they they no, trust they it. hate each other <laughs> they can't stand to even be in the same dressing room <laughs> i think they trust each other's game and yeah. that's really what a good combination is built on um and so i th- i think the roosters i think they're two of the most important people for the roosters this year and going forward Hundred percent, yeah. yeah. Good shout. Um, one Who of my combinations, yeah. Well, one of my combinations was Manu, but Manu and Suwali. Oh I yeah, their right edge has that's true. Come lethal. Um, that's true. I think it's one of the most dangerous edges in the comp. But I, I'm not going to go for that because you've you've given Manu a nomination anyway. <laughs> um, Poor old Suwali misses out. 
someone who we've recognized already in the, in the podcast, but probably just going to miss out if I'm honest is Hassan Carrigan. Oh yeah. And that their middle combination, that one, two punch for the Broncos has been exceptional. And these are, this is what I'm tossing up. I'm either going to go for Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsend. Okay. For their combination at the Cowboys more because my like my expectations of how they would combine at the start of the year, I thought they were too much, too similar. Yeah. And they wouldn't, yeah. you know, they sort of overlap in too many ways, but they've actually proven to be the the better half combination in the comp. Yeah. But I think they're just gonna miss out. Okay. My top nomination. Okay. And I know this Big is a bit of a up run here. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm going for Matt Burton and Josh Adokar. Oh yeah, nice. I think I they're it. Their combo throughout the year really sparked the Bulldogs' attack into life. Um, they found each other, you know, or Burton finding Adokar many times with kicks, long balls, um, and that they've combined excellently for two star players that sort of arrived at the Bulldogs for their rebuild a year early. They, they needed to get that combination sorted out, and I think they have, and I think they're going to be even more dangerous next year. Absolutely. Brilliant. Love it. Um, I'm, I, I agree. If, if you were, I mean, you sort of made that decision all on your own, but if you were going to sort of ask me for any help to yes. decide between all of those four that you said, I would have said, give it to Bert. No, no, car, mate. Give it to him. Cool. Um, I'm glad that you're, you, you agree the, with my well, decision next, making. Next week we'll be doing spine of the year. So, you know, it's not over for Townsend and Dearden. That's no, the thing. They, are, they both feature in the same spine. So they could potentially get a nomination there. For sure. Um, okay, finally, the fun one. Best character. Uh, just a player that just by being who they are, they, <laughs> they, they gain fans. Who um, is it going to be? Do you want to do a 3-2-1 for this? Let's do it. Let's do a 3-2-1. Um, okay, 3-2-1. Toby, Toby Rudolph. Rudolph. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I think we both agree he's one of those players who – is himself in every situation, whether it's a press conference, whether it's playing on the field, off the field, in the in the sheds. He, you know, he's just who he is, yeah. and it shines through. And it's good to see. It's exciting. Yeah. It's, um, I think you said it. He gains fans just by being who he is. I think that like uh, he earns particular props this year for. I mean, he was my nomination last year. I think. I think our two mm. we had Brandon Smith and Toby Rudolph. That was just for this, you know, for for the the character that he is. But this this year in particular, he's never stopped being that larrikin. But then when it came to the whole Pride saga, the Rainbow Gate, yeah. I think that it was. You know, there's a lot of people who'll say, keep politics out of footy. Why do I care about Toby Rudolph's private life? But I think that it was actually incredibly brave and important to sort of kind of come out and say what he did after that saga. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's something that the hurting LGBTQIA plus community of, of people who, anyone who gives a shit about rugby league. Uh, within the community needed to hear because it was damaging and a lot of there were a lot of really like ignorant uh you know per, like journalists and stuff coming out you know defending decisions of of those players and things and it just became this whole trivialized thing and for him to sort of just be like nah you know like i mean you know 
sexual fluidity is a thing. Like it's like, yeah, for you know, sure. Just to kind of acknowledge that 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 anyone can kind of do whatever the fuck they want, no matter what they look like or what they do. I think that uh, it was very brave and and he earned a lot of respect, in my opinion. That's it, and it came from a very genuine place like he, he mm. spoke with honesty and he wasn't doing it to grab a headline or to, to make a statement he was just again being himself yeah and that, that sort of integrity and stuff really shines through with him yeah and yeah fully deserving but we are gonna have to put together another nomination as well i don't know if you had a backup <laughs> I, um, I do have a backup uh, do you no. <laughs> okay, well, well, I'll, I'll put forward my backup and you tell me whether you agree for us to All put right. this one forward as our backup. Good. It's Josh Adokar. I think he's, yeah. he's always he's always a shot, always a chance to be in. in he's always, you know, a larger-than-life sort of character. Missed out on Blues selection this year and I just got to... It's almost character in the sense of just motivation for me. I think that, once again, both these guys that I've got written down, Tommy Rudolph and Josh Adokar, both just complete larrikins, but to me, they earned the nomination for the way that they... When when it was time to get serious, the way they got serious this year. And I think Adokar yeah. played his best footy post-Origin snub. He, he played well enough that it should have been undeniable for Brad Fittler to select him, but alas, they decided to keep with the team they had. Um, and he's kept up that form and he's back to being a regular try scorer and all the while the Bulldogs fans, you know, he's, it's their first, it's his first year with the club and they love him. They're getting around him. You see the Fox banners all over, all over the place. He's, he's really, he's hyped up even more. His whole let's trot. He's got, he's got a catchphrase, you know, he's, he's an actual character, you know, he's an actual. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few people that contribute to their team as much through their personality as he does. Absolutely. So, yeah, very strong nomination. I, I happily second that and let's put it to the fans, see who else they think is a character in the game. Let's do it's it. It's good to get their thoughts. Good to get their thoughts. Uh, yeah, go to the Instagram, nominate your players, Not make sure you nominate someone that's not already someone that we've nominated. Some people not not getting super clear on that on that instruction but that's all right it's so good we 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 survive um and i suppose until next time harvey bye-bye Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.